This is Gemara Neir Vin Daf Peiches. Hello, learning should be as chos for Shlomo Yudemir Vin Akira Menu Vinicha Munganita Chaim Besara Shlomo Zivan Yizid Lazar Baskanid Yibazim Asrei Sari Chaim Saresi Yisolom Mitol Yisrael Shalayshem Baskanid Yibazim Shachan Vadam Nitriva Tino Bchan Rezali Buria Bastovia Musha Besoy Shachali Yisrael. Today we're going to Be'ezrat Hashem finish the eighth parak, closing in. The end is inside a few more weeks. Mirta Hashem. So let's get to it. On the bottom of Pizayin Umidbeis. About seven lines from the bottom, we're in the middle of discussing the three things that Rabbi Hanani ibn Akavya was makel specifically for the Anshei Tzvarya. Says the Gemara, six lines from the bottom, Tanur Rabbanan. There were three things that he was makel Anshei Tzvarya for the people of Tzvarya. Number one was Malimayim Ekzutcher the Shabbos, that we spoke about extensively, that they could fill up the water from this platform on Shabbos. And we explained that the reason was because Tiferio was a city that was already surrounded, wasn't a real Rishasarabim. Number two, Vitaimnim Ba'atza. And they could do a Hatamana, they could hide something, they could store the fruit Ba'atza inside a bean plant. And as much as we, when we hear Hatamana, we think, ah, Shabbos, we're going to see it has nothing to do with Shabbos, although Rabbi Nechananel does as a Girsa about Shabbos, but the Pashtas we will see is not. Number three, you're allowed to dry yourself with a towel on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, let's fill you up these three dinim. Number one, Malamayim, Gizutra Bishab is Hadamar, and that's what we said. Number two, Betayim Nimbaat, you let us store your fruit inside the Hatsa, inside this bean plant. Mahi, what's that dinim? Tani, we learned in a Raisa. Hishkim, Lavi, Psailas, you wake up early and you want to go collect the Psailas, collect all the refuse from the field. And what are you going to do with this Psailas? That's what you use to store the fruit. It's a good, like Rashi says, it's good, it keeps it moist, it keeps it fresh. So now we want to know why did you wake up early? What's the reason? In Bishvil, if the reason is Shish Lav Tal, early in the morning, all the extra stuff that you didn't collect yesterday has dew on it. It fell in the morning. So if it's because it has dew, then what's it called? That's called that you purposely went out early to get this stuff while it is wet. What's the Allah with regard to Makaval Toma? Allah, we've seen many times in Gemara and Shabbos that something is only Makaval Toma when it gets wet and the owner wants it to get wet. The owner wants it to be wet. So if you specifically went out early in the morning to get these extra stuff in the field while it is still wet, then it'll be makabel tuma. However, if you did it just because you don't want to waste time, you want to get out early to collect the stuff so you don't have to do it later in the day, then ain't a bechiyutan. Then it's not Makabal Tomo. What does this have to do with Anshi Tvarya? Explains the Gemara. Ustam, moving along to Peitas, Pechasam and Alpham, sorry. Ustam, Anshi Tvarya, the regular people, Anshi Tvarya. They were people who worked hard. Therefore, we always assume that the reason why they went out was just to save time, not because they wanted it to be wet. And therefore, says the Gemara, the Anshi Tvarya, it will not be Mekabal Tama. So that was the second dinner of Hanani ben was Mekabal of Anshi Tvarya. Din number three, when we're talking about Luntis, you could dry yourself with a towel. Mahi, what's the din about a towel? The town of Luntis, the rice. May stop you under my Luntis, many of the Halloween. You let it dry yourself with a towel and put it on the window. However, don't give it to the bathhouse attendants. We know there are many gazeers that they made because the bathhouse attendants didn't listen. They would stoke the fires. What else would they do? They would take the towels. They would wring them out. They would wring it out in order that it should be dry for the next person. Says the Gemara, because they are chashid, we suspect they can be over this, sir. And that's the reason why you should not give the towel 
to the bathhouse attendants. And Rashim and I may you could bring the tower, you could bring the towel home. So this was the third kula that he said that you let it dry yourself with a towel. We know that we are machmir at some level to dry with a towel. We know that. We know to dry your hair, for example. We don't do because of Shita Sayer. And there's different reasons why you wouldn't dry with a towel. We learned Kamar and Shabbos. We spoke about that extensively. There's always two reasons not to get a towel wet. One is you might come to wring it out. Other is because of the cleaning the towel. And actually, Mir Tashem, we're going to be putting up a share about Shita Sayer, which has to do with bottle brushes and toothbrushes, which is the first cousin to this sugya over here about drying things with towel. Just to mention one Dadalach Lamais, the Shemir Shabbos speaks out, but to dry dishes with a towel, that's for sure going to be okay. Because what's going to happen when your dish towel gets very wet? You're just going to throw it out, not throw it out. You're just going to put it in the washing machine and take a new towel. You're not going to actually go wring it out, so we're not concerned. But anyways, let's continue in our Gemara six lines down. back in This whole din is only to fill up water. You're on this gazucha, you're on this platform, you're on this porch, over the water. You let only fill up the water. To pour the water back in, that is forbidden. How is this any different than the case of the uka, the case of the cesspool, the case of the garbage, the case of the extra water uh, main sewer thing, sewage pit, which is going to be the next mission in a few minutes. How is this any different? Because over there, we said you are allowed to spill out the water, which we'll see in the bottom Mishnah. But basically, it's going to be a case that you're allowed to spill out the water on Shabbos. Why let us spill out the water? We see here now let us spill out the water. Says the Gemara, honey timey, honey loy timey. Over there, you spill out the water and it sits there. It, it collects there and therefore you need, there's no potential iser. But in our case, when you spill it into the water, what happens when you pour water into water? It spreads out and therefore that's going to be the potential iser that you're pouring water from your Yachid into the water, which is a caramelist and then it's going to spread out all along and therefore you cannot do it. And again, that will become more clear in Mir Sashem at the bottom of the Amid when we speak about this when we speak about this cesspool, says the Gemara, that was the first Girsa. He get the army the exact opposite. Don't say that our Mishnah says you're allowed to fill up the water, that's mutter, but to spill out the water is also. Don't say that. It's mutter to also spill it out. How do we know that? Says the Of course. That's going to be the next Mishnah. That's going to be the cesspool. We see over there, you let us pull out your water. So what's the Chiddush? Says the You would think maybe in our case, it doesn't sit there, it spreads out, whereas in the next Mishnah, it does sit there. Kamash it's mutter in our case also. And again, we will see this more in a few minutes when we get to the Mishnah. Says the Gemara further two dots, well, 12 lines down. Says the Gemara, din that we've seen many times that this din is only when the two porches are close by. But if they're further away from each other, then the top one is mutter. Why is the top one mutter? Because then the bottom one has nothing to do with the top one. It's a separate entity. So the top one has these machitas. It can fill up the water from the well, from the water underneath. And the bottom one cannot. Rav goes according to his reasoning that Marav. The bottom guy cannot answer on the top guy. He is usage through the airspace. As you see here in this picture, the bottom guy, how does he use the top guy's hole? He takes his pail, he has to throw it in. That's called usage in airspace, something that we saw two days ago. Says Rav, you cannot answer through the usage of the airspace, and that's the reason why the top guy will still be permitted. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabba, Amar Rabba, Amar Rabba, Amar Rabba, Rabba Yosef, Amar Rabba Yeish, Gazel, B'Shabbos. Nudin. Okay, we finished with our water. Let's get back to Eruvei Chatziris. 
says Rabbi Yishia, Yish Gezel B'Shabbos. This is the din of Gezel B'Shabbos. What exactly does that mean? So Rashi explains that the case here is, we know there's something called a Chorva. There's a rune, a picture we've seen many times. And let's say I have my house, and next to my house this is broken down, dilapidated, hot. So I go in, I don't ask the owner permission, I go in and I use it. Says the Gemara, Yish Gezel B'Shabbos. My usage even though it was without permission, so in a way it was stealing, my usage makes it that I have somewhat of an ownership inside that destroyed building. And when Shabbos becomes, for Erev Chatzirois, I'm going to be considered an owner. And of course, if I don't participate in the Erev, it's going to mess it up. Then they, then they continue and they say a second statement. And in the case of the Chorva, in the case of a broken down hut, if you go and you live there without permission, when Shabbos comes, it goes back to the owner. So people are bothered. It sounded very, very interesting. What he just said was a stira. You started off by telling me that there is a din of Gezel B'Shabbos. You started off by telling me that if you're living in that hut, it's called an ownership, and therefore when Shabbos begins, what happens? You have to participate in the Erev. Alma, Kanya, we see you made a Kenyan there. But then you told me that the din of a chorva goes back to the owner. So we see you didn't make a kinyan. We see when Shabbos comes, it goes back to the original owner and you don't have to be involved in the Erev. What's going on over here? Says the Gemara. This is what's going on. It's all one statement. What does it mean that it's din of Gezel of stealing? It means you stole. You didn't get permission. When Shabbos comes, it's not yours. It's the original owner's and therefore what? What's the practical ramification? Therefore, you're not the one that has to be involved in the Erev, but the owner is the one that has to. We ask the following question. And this is obviously what brought it down over here. You have one porch on top of the other one. If you're going to tell me that there's a concept of stealing, that you do not have permission to use the other guy's porch, and therefore when Shabbos comes, you're not part of it. It goes back to him. Again, back in this picture, the bottom guy, did he have permission to use the top guy's hole? No. He went and did it on his own. So Gemara is assuming now, Yeish Gezel B'Shabbos. So what should happen when Shabbos comes? It should go back to the top guy. So why do I asser on him? We said, Rav holds because you're going to asser Derek Avir. The airspace is going to asser and not going to asser. Says, Gemara, what's going on? You never mission. That Tabachitza, we both made it together. Says Imari, and therefore that's why it answers. Then even when I, the bottom one, made my own partition, it should still forbid it. Why should still forbid it? I'm sorry. It should still forbid it because we still have a both of a partnership in the top, and therefore I should answer you. Says Imari, no. Says Imari, no. When I go first, I, when I, I was partners with you in the top. I quote unquote stole the top. And therefore I should ask you. But then when I subsequently go, and I make my own partition on the bottom, I show that I don't want the partition on the top. I only want the partition on the bottom. And that is the reason why I'm going to ask her. Your, as you said, I will not ask for your usage because I am in my own place in the bottom once I have my partition on the bottom. And that's why the Mishnah said that if we each have our own partitions, I do not ask her for you. Says the Mishnah. Chatzar, Shibachusa, Me'ar Ba'amois. New case, we have a Chatzar, you have a courtyard in front of your house, front yard, that's less than four Amois. What is Alacha? In Shoifcham Zechem Ayim Shabbos. Do not let it pour out your water into your Chatzar onto the floor on Shabbos. Elim Kate. 
That was the uka we started talking about before. Unless you make this cesspool. If you make a cesspool, which is what? Which holds two sa. From the hole and downward. Whether you make the cesspool inside your chatzar or outside your chatzar. Sort of a drainage pipe of some sort, as we'll see. Then it is mutter. And we're going to have to explain why. If you make it on the inside of the chatzar or the outside of the chatzar. Ella. Shami bachot. If you make it on the outside of the chatzar. Sarch likmar. You need to put a cover on it. If you put it on the inside, you don't have to put a cover on it. Why do you need a cover? So either you need a cover because then it looks like it's more open, or you need a cover because if it's open and it's outside your chutzar, what's going to happen? It's going to fill up with debris. The, the debris, it's going to get filled up with garbage. But that's no longer going to be a three tefah hole. That is the din. Let's see a picture before we continue the Mishnah. Here you see your front yard. Here you see your chutzer. If it's less than four amma, it says you might have to make this uka. You got to make this cesspool, as you see over there in the corner. Basically, an area, and that's where you're going to pour your water into. Here is a picture where you make the uka. This cesspool outside of your chutzer. And here we saw, you see over here that it has to actually have a cover. And here you see him pouring it in, which we'll see in a moment. Says the Gemishnah further, Rav Yosef and Yaakov Ahimer. Piv, that was the last picture. Piv, if you have this drainage pipe, Shukamar, that's co- that is covered up. Arba Amis Rishas Rabbim, that's four Amis Rishas Rabbim. Shayv Chanatayichan Mayim Shabbos, then you're allowed to pour your water into it on Shabbos. Again, that was this picture over here, that once that cesspool, that pit, is four amas by four amas to the cover, then you can pour into it on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, no, they argue, you can have this huge hole. You're never allowed to pour directly into that cesspool, that drainage pipe that's in the Shabbos, on Shabbos. Avil, what are you allowed to do? You gotta pour your water up onto your roof, and then what's gonna happen? Then it's gonna fall down. But my yard in the bay, the water will on its own go into the drainage pipe. Says the Mishnah to conclude: If you have a chutz or a pavilion in front of your house, they combine to be four amos for this thing that we're discussing in the first part of the Mishnah. That said, that when it's less than four amos, you can pour into it. If it's four amos, you could. If you have two uh, porches, two elevated areas, let's say one side of these two porches made this cesspool. The one that made this cesspool is allowed to use it. The other one is not. This is the picture of the chutzr and the achsadro. Sajra is more of just like this open area. We see that it's mitzarf and it combines to the requisite size of four amis. Here you have your shade didiyoyz, your two elevated areas. And as you see, the one on the right side, that house made the cesspool, said the Mishnah, only the ones on the right side can pour the water into it, not the ones on the left side. Says the Gemara Maitaima, what is the reason of this thing? We started off the Mishnah, we said we have a chutz, less than four amis, you can't pour water into it. Why not? What's the problem pouring water into my chutz when it's less than four amis? Two answers. You use two of water every single day. When your chutz is four amis big, when you have a four amma wide chutz or a larger chutz, then what do you want to do? You want to do ziluf. You want to sprinkle water on it, which settles the dust. It cleans the chutz. So you have a four amis, the Ritzvah says, because four amis is an area that is chashib. You have a big chutz, then you want to pour your water on it to keep it nice and clean. But if it's less than four Amis, then you don't want to pour, pour your water on it. And that's why the Mishnah said you would not be allowed to pour the water into the Chatzar. Moving along to Bechasim and Beis, Pachis Midalit, Shaivchen. Less than four Amis, you're allowed to pour it in. I'm sorry, less than four Amis, Shaivchen, Idavid Uka, Shari. 
If you made the cesspool, then you're allowed to pour in. Eloi Aser. Again, if it's larger than four amis, then you want to put zilu. If you want to sprinkle the water, it's going to be fine. If it's less than four amis, it's only going to be allowed in order to throw your shaykhin, your, your garbage water, is if you made the cesspool. If not, it's not allowed. That is the rabbis terrorists to explain the Mishnah. Rav Zira Amar a different terrorists. Dalit Amois. Taimi. This is similar to what we saw in Amad Alf. Says Rav Zira, if there is four Amois, then you know what happens when you pour water into it? It gets absorbed into the ground and it stays right there. So you're not considered to be transporting and moving items or shuyas and shops. But if it's less than four Amois, what happens when you pour water in there? It's going to overflow and go into the street. And therefore, it's not allowed. Says the Gemara, what's the difference between these two Tarutsim? Says Abaye, that case like this, when it's long and narrow, that's going to be the difference. According to the according to Rav Zera, that it's a din in absorbing, so he goes by area. So this is the same area as 4 by 4, 16 square amis. So this will also absorb the water and is allowed. According to Rabba, no. Had to do with 4 by 4, because that's a square area, that's a hush of an area, that's an area that you do zeal of, and therefore that's the reason why it would be allowed. But when it's Arach Mekatan, long and narrow, 8 by 2, it would not be allowed. Says the Gemara, now we're going to go through a bunch of different proofs, potentially, to Rabbah and Rav Zera. Again, Rav Zera was the second opinion that said it has to do with the water getting absorbed, and therefore he allows it by square area. He doesn't need an actual 4x4 four four, as long as it's 16 square amas. Whereas Rabbah says, no, it has to do with 4x4, four four, an area that is chashem, an area that you're going to do zilaf on it. Says the Gemara, four lines down to nine, we learn to the Mishnah. Chatzar, about Sajra, Mizarif, and the Dalai case in our Mishnah, that the Chatzar, and the Achsadra, the open area, these two areas combine to be considered four Amos with regards to this din. Says the Gemara, I understand according to Rav Zeirah that it's all a din of, of absorption. Nicha, then it's great. You have an Achsadra, an open area, you have a Chatzar, an open area, the two combine, and now you have area to absorb your water. El Rabba, but according to Rabba, nothing to do with that. According to Rabba, I do the Chash of area. This is not Chash so Kasha. No, which was really the picture that we showed originally. I think we actually have two pictures over here. This is, yeah, here you go. This is your achsajo, but it's not right next to it. So according to Rav Zero, but it still has a square area of 16 amis. So it's okay. According to Rav, this is not chashev. It's a part here. It's a part there. So you're not going to do zeal up there. You're not going to want to sprinkle on the water over here. So according to Rav, why is it okay? And the Gemara answer is no. If the case is really like this, then really they line up evenly. And therefore it is a four by four square. So that's why it works, even according to... Rabba. Tashimas, we try again. Now, this Bryce says that if the Chatzar is not a four by four, a square, can't pour water into the Chavis. So, what we understand where this is going? Quantrava makes sense. Why not? It's not four by four. What is it? It's like eight by two. It's like the previous case. It's not exactly a square. So according to Rabbi, I understand why you can't pour water. Rabbi only allowed it when it's actually four by four, a square, a chashif, that you do zilaf, that you sprinkle the water on it, then it would be okay. But not in this case. El Rav Kasha. What do we do according to Rav Zira? This brisa that says you will not be allowed to pour the water when it's not four by four is the opinion of Rabbanan in the Mishnah. If you remember that said that when you have this bib, when you have this hole in just Rabbim, even if it's a hundred amas, you can't pour into it. So it says, says Rav Zira, this brisa is also the Rabbanan. 
And the Mishnah of Lozbe Yaakov, who goes with the absorption Svara. push our Mishnah to be going with Lozbe Yaakov and go with absorption? Because Avzira had an issue inherently in the Mishnah. My Why did the Mishnah say a wording of Pchusa? Which sounds like area. It sounds like it's lacking in the totality of the area. Why didn't it say a square? That's not four by four. Elalav, you know why? said it must be it's going with the opinion of Lazbin Yaakov, which is further in the Mishnah, which has to do with absorption. And that's where Zira gets his old Shita, Shema Mina, and that's where Zira proves his point. Says Gemara, one second. The next case in the Mishnah said, previously showing us that the previous case, I'm sorry, was now Rav Lazbin Yaakov. Answers the Gemara. No, you got it all wrong. Really, the entire Mishnah is Rav Lazbin Yaakov. As false. If you have a Chatzar, which is less than four amis in Shabbos. Then you can't pour water into it on Shabbos. Let's say it is four amis. You can pour it in. Why are you allowed to pour it in when it is four amis? Shabbos. the opinion that when you have this covered up pit, then you're allowed to pour up water into the Shabbos. Why? Because it absorbs in. And that is the end of the first part of the Mishnah. And we continue, really, we have a two dots here, but really the Gemara flows, because we're continuing discussing this covered drainage pipe. Says the Gemara, the Mishnah is even if you have a roof, a hundred amas, you're not to pour it onto the roof, because the roof doesn't absorb. You pour something on the roof, what's going to happen? It's going to spill down onto the floor. It's going to spill into the drainage pit. So Hanani is even more machma than the Chachamim. We saw that the Chachamim in the Mishnah said, don't pour it straight into the pit, but pour it onto the roof and then it will fall down. Says Hanani, no, you can't even pour it onto the roof. Says the Gemara, fine. So the Mishnah is like Hanani. Tani, we learned. Okay, new Brisa says this whole din about pouring your water out in your chutzr, this whole din, and now we're going to be able to see a little more of this understanding. Says the Gemara is only be mosachama in the summer, but in the winter, pour as much as you want. Says the Gemara, my time, but what's the reason? In the winter, the water is all rainy and disgusting. Everyone here in Yushalayim understands this. It's raining now. The waters, the, the floors are all muddy. So when you pour water now onto the ground, which is muddy, where do you want that water to go? Right there in the ground. It's ready, all muddy and disgusting. Let it absorb right there. And therefore, there's no concern that it might run out elsewhere because that's not your kavana. What's your kavana to pour it here? So that's the reason why it's going to be mother. In the case of Shayimchan and the Mishnah, when you have this drainage water, you also don't want it to run all the way out. And yet the Mishnah says, don't do it. No. What's the reason? What's the concern in our case? Why are we being naked in Imosh What are you worried about? You're going to ruin the street. Your chutz is ready all full of water. So we're not worried about that. And if we're worried about that it might look like something else, people might say, people might say, ah, that guy's pipe is spitting out water on Shabbos. We're in the winter, pipes are spitting water everywhere. So it is not. A uh, problem. Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman continues in the same train of thought. Be most like Shamim, 
In the summer, if you have an uka cesspool that holds two saws of liquid, put in two saws of liquid. Again, we're in the winter. If it only holds one saw, you keep on putting a saw. For the same reason that we just said a moment ago, which Amar is going to explain. If this pit holds two saws, put in two saws. But if it only holds one saw, you're not allowed to use that pit. Because in the summer, we're more machmer. We only allow you to use it if it holds a full two saw. Says the Gemara, explaining, I don't understand. In the summer, if it holds one saw, at least be allowed to put in one saw in there. Says the Gemara, No, we're afraid you're going to put in too much. And what happens if you have a cup, a pit that holds one saw? It's like you have a cup that holds eight ounces, you pour in 16 ounces. What happens? It flies all over the place. So when you fill up this pit with more liquid, what are you doing? You are making it run out into the street. No longer can you say, oh, I just wanted it to absorb right here. What are you talking about? You put in too much liquid. It's running everywhere. You knew that was going to happen. That's the reason why it's awesome. Says Gemara, one second. Why don't we make the same here in the winter? You're going to pour in too much water. It's going to go run everywhere. Says Gemara, the same answer. What are you worried about? You're going to put in water. It's going to ruin your chutz. It's already all ruined from the rain. They're going to think you're spilling out water. And everyone's pits are, everyone's pipes are spitting out water. So there is no concern. Says even one core or two core, it is not not a problem. And again, so now we learned a little bit more the difference between the winter when it's all rainy and muddy. And therefore, when you pour something there, you want it to stay there. Whereas in the summer, the exact opposite. In the summer, it's not all rainy and muddy, and therefore it's going to be more machmir. And now we have two diutais, two uh, platforms, one opposite the other. Says the Gemara Amarava Filu Irvu. Rafa says, even if they made an Erev, I'm sorry, let's pull up that picture one more time. Here's your two diutas, your two porches, and we said when you have one cesspool on the right side over here, only those people can use it, not the people on the left side. Comes on Rava. Rava says this thing is even if these two people, these two porches made one big Erev, still you're not allowed to use your neighbor's cesspool. You can carry things in this chatzar, but you can't pour the water down into the cesspool. Explains the Gemara. What's the reason? If you're saying because it's too much water, but we learned whether you have a cesspool, whether you have uh, this vessel, whether you have a fish pond, whether you have a boat, even though it's already filled up with water, still, you let it put more water into it on Shabbos. It's all a water area. And we're not afraid you're going to put too much in. Ella has. We see in Rashi, actually, you see Rashi over here on the bottom. Rashi says, So we're not worried it's going to be too much water. Says the Gemara, Says the Gemara, you know what we're worried about? What we're worried about is, Moving along to Betesim and Aleph. Closing out the wonderful Perek, The exact opposite. If you made an Erev, you could use your neighbor's cesspool. Says If you didn't make an Erev, why not? A new Gezeira. You know why? Because you're in your Chatzar. If you didn't make an Erev and you start pouring your water into there, you might come bring out a keli from inside your house to there. That which is in the Chatzar, you're allowed to pick up and pour it into there. But we're afraid if, you're allowed, if we allow you to use a cesspool, you know what you're going to do? 
You're going to go into your house, pick up a bucket of water, and carry it down, and therefore be over, and that's the Xavier. That's why we don't let you use your neighbor's uh, cesspool if you did not make an air. But if you made an air, then you're yes allowed to. What a wonderful parak. We shall return to this eighth parak. And now we begin the ninth parak, Daf Beitas, closing in on the three weeks. Parak called Gagos, called Gagos, the Yerushas Echad. All the roofs of the city are one Rishas Bovachli, Gagavaya Yoda, and Amachid Divira Mayor. Three opinions. We'll do the mission one more time tomorrow. Mazel tov. Many more prakim we should learn.